You're listening to EVH and Gear TV, brought to you by Design39 Media. Visit design39media.com for all your website, photography, and video production needs. Microphones for EVH and Gear TV are provided by Rode Microphones. An official Van Halen merchandise is provided by vanhalenstore.com. And now, here's your host from Ontario, Canada, EVH artist Eric Broadbent. Hey everyone, happy Sunday to you all. Welcome to the Helix Hour. We are live. If you're new here right now, this would be the perfect time for you to smack that subscribe button, hit the bell, ring that bell so we don't lose any of the notifications going out to you and you don't miss a beat. Uh, today we're joined by a good friend over from the UK, a regular face in the Line 6 Helix community, Mr. Johnny Lee. Johnny, how are you? How's it going, man? It's Go- all good. Going- it's an honor to be on the show. Thanks for asking. It's great. It's great. Well, for, you know, we've had you a couple times on some panels, but this is nice to give you some exclusive time. It's been nice. I want to do that with a lot of the guys that have been on the show uh, throughout these panels is, you know, p- kind of cherry pick and pick and choose and have you on on your individual nights. We had Chad Husky on a while back. Uh, we had Aaron on before as well, too. Of course, Jason tonight has been a regular here on the show, but it's a real nice way to spend 60 minutes with you and really focus on what makes you tick as a player and a fan of the Line 6 uh, products. Yeah, man. it's uh, Line 6 has been with me for a very, very long time now. Uh, like way back when, when the, the pod first came out, you know, that when I first got the first kidney pod, that thing blew my mind. You know, there was a, a setting on that called the Insane setting. Okay. Uh, uh, I, I want to get this out the way now. I, I need them to put that in the helix, <laughs> you know, because that thing was just the best thing I ever heard ever. I remember when I, I went to try it out in a, in a music shop in Liverpool, mm-hmm. and uh, they had a Fender Strat, uh, a Roland JC uh, chorus amp because it was like really clean. Sure, and just sat on that insane set, and I remember plugging into it and just hitting that chord, and it was like, oh my god, it's that. That's what I've been wanting for forever. So, yeah, I, I bought all three at the same time. I bought the Strat, bought the pod, bought the amp, and just came home and, you know, I was uh, a little bit broker than I was when I went in. And that, that was when it all started for me, you know. The, the kidney pod was the greatest thing ever. And I've still got it somewhere. That's cool. Well, it's, it's, this is so funny. This is kind of like one of those moments where it's a magical moment because, as I told you off the air, I have, uh, and a lot of people that know how I run the show, I have a set itinerary that I want to flow through for the for the afternoon or the evening. And one of the questions I had for you, and, and you've answered it already, is that how did you discover Line 6? Where did you come in in the you know the history of the company? And I, I put a little footnote saying, I'm, a, I'm going to venture a guess that it was around Pod. Because that was kind of yeah. a gateway drug for a lot of us. You know, I don't like to use the word drug, but, you know, the gateway to the to the company was Pod. And it really did a lot of things for a lot of us. I remember running Pod into like a Boss BR, I think it was a BR 1100 CD or something like that. It was like a 12-track or 10-track uh, yeah, yeah. hard disk recorder. And it had some good effects on it, too. But Pod was yeah. my interface to get into that thing. And holy cow, was that ever, was that ever cool? It moved really quickly for me as well. Because when the Pod came out and then... You could get that foot controller as yep. well, you know, if you were kind of going into an amp. And I had like a, a Marshall stack, which was uh, the four by twelve cab, which was teamed with my JCM eight hundred. And I took the JCM eight hundred. Then I had like a, a Marshall uh, valve state, you know, them them thin oh, yeah. valve state yep. power amps. I had one of them. The pod just went straight into that, and it was it was the best thing ever. And then I just kind of moved on then to the the Veta combos and the duo verbs. I had a HD-147, I had the Bogner valve combo, and I had the Bogner valve head that Line 6 did. I, th- there isn't many products from Line 6 that I haven't 
bought and had, you know. But obviously now, you know, time's moved on and everything is so much better. I've got a great relationship with Frank and, and the guys there. So, yeah, I'm, I'm still there, still going strong with the Line 6 stuff. I don't think I'll ever turn me back on Line 6 because they've been so good to me over the, the past sort of two or three years anyway. So I'll never, ever be able to step out of that family. I hear you on that one, and I hear this the same words coming out of the mouths of like a lot of the people in our in our group, you know, like in our circle here that we hang out with. Yeah, you know, it's just like you you don't feel like you're talking business anymore. You feel like you're talking to your really true soulmates, your buddies, or your mates, as you would say. You know, yeah. it's, it's just the support. Now, I myself, um, I came in to line six with the pod. That's what got me into it. But I never in my life really experienced the amplifiers. And the funny story about that is I actually sold them at one point. I was a, um, I worked at a music dealer, two different music retailers, and one was a Line 6 dealer. And we had all the amps. And I just, I never gravitated towards them. I, you know, I would sell them and I'd learn the features and stuff like that, but I never really played or owned them. And little did I know that, you know, being that, you know, I went away from digital, was always a tube guy for the rest of my life after that period. And I, I was one that would mock modeling, you know, I'd be like, because yes. <laughs> because I was ignorant to it, just like a lot of us, if yeah. we're ignorant to yeah, something, yeah, yeah. So you don't know, so you tend to, oh, shame, shame, shame. And then look where I'm at now. Now I've gone full circle. I, I think I might own three pedals now, and they're sitting on, they're sitting yeah. in the other room, uh, and yeah. I don't use my amps anymore. So it's I've come back home, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 a weird thing, especially with, with Helix, because... For me, with what I was doing, I was doing like a lot of theater stuff and I was doing like small venues. So a four by 12 and a Soldano head, you know, which which was my main uh, go to rig just wasn't going to cut it anymore. Because if I would turn up to do a, a theater thing, the first thing that they would see, they would kind of crap themselves and go, oh, well, you can't really be putting that on the stage. So. It was kind of isolated. It was behind acoustic shields, and I, I couldn't hear it anyway. I was just getting it on fallback. So yep. when the Helix kind of first come out, the one thing that I was interested in was how it felt because I knew it sounded good because mm-hmm. Sean Halley was doing the demos on YouTube. He was and Sean's great. a phenomenal player. And they were saying all the time, it was it's how the Helix felt. That was one of the things that they put in, that it would feel like a tube amp you know and when i tried it for the first time i was like okay i'm sold so the feel was good for you it did feel good it felt it just felt amazing you know and it it still does and even with the stomp you know the the stomp is exactly the same so yeah they've nailed it well that's good well we're going to talk a little bit in a moment too about how you've kind of migrated from and i'm not going to say switch but kind of migrating a little bit from uh helix to stop and we're also going to jump over in the chat too but something i wanted to ask you about um, first of all, comment first was the fact it was very nice to finally meet you in person at NAM. We talked about this with Chad Husky on the show too. A lot of us yeah. in this little circle here again, you know, we were connected by the love of uh, Line 6 company and Yamaha Guitar Group, but we're all scattered across the globe. And NAM is kind of that uh, central hub where we get to meet in person. That was beautiful. And thank you as well, too, for treating uh, treating Junior as cool as you guys all did, too. Yeah, he's, he's a cool kid, man. He's a very cool kid. Thank you. I, I appreciate that. But I know you suffered greatly from the jet lag. And it was so it was so funny the other day because I had a guest on, on my Kramer Corner show, Charlie Parra, who's an um, amazing guitar player over from Peru. And little did I know, this goes to show you how my I think I failed geography class. I know I skipped out a few days in geography, but I'm better than uh, Nocturnal Butterfly, I tell you that. When it comes to <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's a, a story we'll share in our circle another day. 
But I said to Charlie, I'm like, okay, yeah, you're probably staying up really late for this show. Peru's in the same time zone as me, I guess. I had no idea. So that's that's crazy. But you Ooh. you suffered greatly from jet lag coming over to North America. Um, how did it work for you going back home? When you got back home, did it take you a couple of days to re- to recuperate to your time there? Yeah, it's it's weird because that it's an 11, 11 and a half hour flight to California. So by the time that you land, you've kind of lost a full day. It's just disappeared on that tiny little uh, airplane seat mm-hmm. that you get. You know, you pay all that money for the seat, which is kind of like this big. And I'm a big guy. So the seat to my ass ratio is, is way up. A butt cheek. It's, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's just like, you know, and then the worst thing that can happen, you, you can get somebody that, you know, is a bit army that will sit next to you, which happened. Um, so you just lose all that time. And I think the worst thing you can do with jet lag going from the UK to LA is ignore it because it will catch you out. I mean, you saw the state of me on the Friday. Yeah, That was when I was at my worst when we were doing the, the Lion 6 thing. I was kind of just like shakes, like this and shaking and drinking water. And then Saturday, I was completely wiped out for a couple of hours. And God bless Steve Stalacci for helping me with vitamins. And, you know, he he really pulled me out the woods, that guy. Uh, But it's it's horrible. But when you come back, yeah, it's pretty much it's it's pretty much the same, to be honest. You just kind of like this at four o'clock in the morning, staring at the ceiling. But, you know, it's a good way to lose all that time because it's such a great time at NAM that you know I'd suffer for it greatly every year and I and I'll continue to do so for as long as Lion Six keep inviting me to go. So it's worth it's worth it in the end for sure. It, it, it truly totally is. worth and totally and worth it. For myself, I mean I there's I can't even venture a complaint. As a matter of fact, I'm going to I'm gonna say something the opposite. It was a bonus for us and Jason, the same thing too. Jason and I flew down on the same flight, and we just lived like th- forty-five minutes away from each other. But our time zone is a three-hour difference. We're three hours behind Pacific, yeah. and um, or ahead. I'm sorry, three hours ahead of Pacific, and we liked it. Junior and I were loving it because you know we're at three o'clock in the morning. It's still our midnight, you know. And your yes. body, it's like hey, let's go, man. We're ready to go like like gangbusters. You know, it's a little yeah. more difficult in the morning if I'm checking back in at home with uh, the better half here. You know, it's like uh, seven o'clock, you know, for her, and you know, yeah. like four for us, whatever. Um, or the opposite way, I should, I should the other way around. But it was, uh, it was really good as a bonus that way. But let's jump over to the chat and say hi to a bunch of the fine folks over there. Then we're going to come back and um, we added something to this question for you as well, too. I want to talk about when you got into guitar and uh, how you yes. got into it. And you've got a really uh, cool story to show, uh, share with us about a guitar that uh, you thought had no value in it. We'll talk about that. And then we're going to dive right into the deep end of uh, Helix with no uh, life jackets or anything. It's going to be lots of fun. Uh, sure. So over in the chat, we've got Kite Down, one of the regulars as well, too, and the Line 6 community. Brad Miller is here. Aaron Short's here. Chad Husky. Uh, Nocturnal Butterfly running the chat efficiently, as always. Spice of Life with Linz, I think it is. Uh, Jason Sedites, I heard that name a couple times in the Helix community. I think he does. He's a nice that. guy. He's got fantastic hair. Yeah, he does. Really, I'm actually trying to model my hair after his. And he does <laughs> this really cool dialing in series. Awesome. Everyone check him out. Uh, Frank Rashad, hey, good to see you, buddy. Nice to have you here. Thank you so very, very much. Uh, Richard Henry is here as well, too. He's tuning in probably late. Kai Down, I think I mentioned uh, Kai. Charles Ireson, thank you so much for tuning in, Charles. I appreciate that. Uh, good evening from Germany, everybody. Thank you so very much. Nick Kelly, uh, Carlos Santa, nice to have you as well. Um, let me see here. Uh, Luke Harwood is here. It says Alhalla. Uh, and I think I might be down to almost. Oh, Spice. Uh, I mentioned Spice of Life. Guitar Hack is here. you got to check out his channel, uh, Johnny, if you haven't. He's a, a Les Paul player. And actually, that's a fun, kind of funny footnote. What you're going to tell yeah. us about in a moment. 
Uh, but he's got a great channel going on. He's a big Gibson Les Paul fan. Steve Strelacci's here. I might have almost missed him. Scott Roos. Oh, man, this is great. We got all the uh, all the greats from the uh, Line 6 community. Brian Fingerless Guitar. And um, Kai Down says, I'm determined to go to NAMM. Be next year or the year after. I'll be there. We'll get you there one way or another. It'll be nice to see you. Uh, that's awesome. Um, let me see here. Neil Banbury is here as well, too. Hello from snowy Minnesota. So I'm going to flag this right where Neil checked in. And let's go over to you and let's talk about when you got into guitar, what really what got you into it. And you can take us through that little story that you uh, shocked me with off the air. Yeah, only a couple of people know this story. I've, I've, told, I've, I've told it a couple of times before, but I I played from the age of about 10 or 11. You know, I had the, the simple cheap guitars and the simple cheap amps. And back then, I don't know whether it was the same for you, there was no such thing as internet, no such thing as, you know, smartphones. So you had to learn everything off vinyl record or tape, as it was then. Yep. So for for us, I would say older guys. I mean, I'm 47, so I'm not really an older guy, but I'm an older guy when it comes to you know the use of technology. Sure. Uh, I didn't know that Eddie Van Halen was in E flat. I didn't know that Stevie Ray Vaughan and Jimi Hendrix were in E flat. So I was kind of just learning to play without tuning in different positions on the neck and I think to be honest and I've I've had this from a lot of other older guys is that that kind of makes it a little bit better I think somehow um so there, there was that and then that led me up to being 16 I think it was 16 my my dad gave me a guitar that lived under my bed uh and the Gibson guy's gonna love this <laughs> It lived under my bed for maybe, I don't know, nine, ten months. And I, 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 gave, I gave it away. I, I lent it to somebody. And, um, and I never saw it again. It just, just disappeared. And then fast forward maybe ten years, my dad had said to me, whatever happened to that Les Paul that I gave you? And I was like, what, what Les Paul? He said, the orange one in the case that you put under your bed in the house, where, where did that go? And I was like, it was a Les Paul. He was like, yeah, yeah, it was a, it was a Les Paul. He said, it belonged to your, your granddad. He bought it new in 59, 60. Oh, so it, it turns out that I had been given and given away a Gibson 59 Les Paul. Oh, man. So. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh boy! Let's just end the helix hour there. Goodbye, everybody. Yeah, see ya. Johnny's out. Johnny's out. Oh man! Which is, you know, still to this day, that thing just. Whenever I think about that situation, of of being completely uneducated, because to me that guitar that my dad gave me was an old man's guitar, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to play an old man's guitar because I was into Iron Maiden and pointy guitars and bright colours and spandex pants. You know, yep. that whole like long hair thing. And that 59 Les Paul, somebody somewhere has either cashed it in or they've still got it and they're laughing at me. Can you imagine if you had the opportunity to meet someone, let's say like Joe Bonamassa or somebody like that, and you go up to him and say, yeah, Joe, I'm just wondering like, if you'd give me some advice on um, on guitar trades and stuff like that. I gave away a 59 Les Paul. Would that have been a bad thing to do? <laughs> He'd probably punch me right in the face. He probably would. No questions. Punch and then turn around and yeah, walk yeah, away. You did what? Oh, what? man. Well, you know, we talked about this off the air as well too. We've we've all made some um, some dumb mistakes. Probably not near as dumb as what you just did. Um, no, I'm just kidding, of course. 
we were, you know, it's the dumbest thing I've ever done in my life, it, you know, and I will take it right on the chin. It's it's really really stupid. Just to take a little bit of the pressure off you, we've done we've all done dumb things. Like I told you, I've traded in like a guitar for like a pedal. I remember one time I had a guitar and I really wanted this Boss pedal. I wanted the DS one or something. I had some kind of a you know just a cheaper guitar. And, you know, when you're a teenager, grown up, whatever, you don't exactly even some adults don't have cash on hand to readily spend. So I'm like, I want that pedal. Here's a guitar. You take a trade. And they're like, yeah, we'll, we'll take a trade. And then I walk away with a pedal or you trade something in for some microphones or, you know, we've all been there, you know, or we'll sell something yeah. ridiculous and we'll get it back. Now, you here's another uh, fun story that we'll talk about. It started off sad, but you lost a guitar that you said got stolen. Is that correct? And you got it back? Yeah, the 97 Fender Stuck. I'll show you. Real OK, quick. let's have a look. Let's take a look at this. So, this is the 1997 Fender Strat, nice. uh, made in Japan. Yeah. It's got the AMG Dave Gilmore pickups in, uh, the graphite saddles. Uh, I've had to change the nut because the, the nut was, was split, but I bought this guitar for a friend. Uh, would have been 16 years ago. And it was one of them guitars that you buy and you fall in love with, and it just does everything that you want it to do. Um, and I, I used it for, for everything. It went right around the country with me. It went abroad with me and everything. And it, it did everything I needed to do, and I, and I truly loved it. And we were at a gig, uh, and it got stolen. Oh. And I was I was heartbroken, man. I was absolutely heartbroken. And this, this section of the story I've got to be really careful about because I don't want to incriminate myself. Mm-hmm. But but I got a message off somebody that said I'm looking at your Fender Strat. It's on it's on eBay. I was like, okay. I said so. Let's offer to buy it cash and and we'll go and get it back. And as soon as the guy opened the door, he knew who I was and I knew who he was because we remembered each other's faces from the gig. Mm-hmm. And uh, I politely asked for it back. Yeah. And that's as far as that section of the story will go. <laughs> uh, and then. Weirdly, I, I, I sold it, and I don't know why I sold it. I, I was going through a bit of a Joe Satriani stage, and I swapped it for an amp. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I found out who had it sometime last year, and I begged and begged and begged. And I offered the guy who had it, and he didn't want to sell it to me at all. And, and I said, look, you know, I will give you an obscene amount of money for that guitar right now. I'll come to your house with a thousand pounds, a thousand English pounds, and I will buy it off you. So when you wave that kind of money in front of somebody's face, yep, they take they're it. automatic. They're going to buckle a little bit. And I knew that that was the golden number. So for something that I paid originally 400 English pounds for, I'm probably into this guitar now for maybe 2,800. Yeah. But it's worth it, man, because it'll never leave me again. Not ever. That's the same so thing with that's that's a cool story, and I, I had a similar yeah. one as well too. And I'd love to get this guitar back. I sold a, uh, a USA PV Wolfgang, and it was the most beautiful one I've ever had, uh, purple flame top. And it's not just a pretty guitar. I, I told the story just the other night with um, Damon Johnson on the show, over on um, on the EVH show. I said that I, I would be playing these guitars. I had uh, three of them at the time. I had a '97, '98, and '99 PV Wolfgang. And the sound man would talk to me after the gig, and he'd say, what did you do differently when you grabbed that purple guitar? What did, what did you switch? Did you have any kind of EQ or boost or blah, blah, blah? I'm like, no, I did nothing. And he says, well, that guitar was your best-selling guitar all night. Same guitar as all my other ones, same pickup, same everything. It just yeah. happened to be the luck of the uh, the magic mojo, right? And I sold it to a friend in the Van Halen community. I know he still has it. 
Um, and he only bought it for the sole fact that he wanted it as a match to his uh, purple Ernie Ball, Eddie Van Halen, Music Man. And so, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I mean, the he the mojo isn't that isn't in that guitar for him. The mojo is in that guitar for me. So I I'm gonna try to offer him you know another 500 600 bucks on top of what I I sold to him for and see if I can get it back down the road because it, it's it's greatly missed. I see people post these purple Wolfgangs and I literally cry. Yeah. You know, it's it's so difficult to deal with. But we make those mistakes, right? Well, listen, you know, I know some people that know some people and I might be able to go and visit the guy for you to persuade him to get it back. You know what I mean? I, I could. <laughs> oh, he's a, he's a good guy. I don't want to see anybody with any uh, no, broken I'm just, knees. I'm just saying it's it's there, you know. <laughs> yeah, OK. We'll, we'll see. We'll see what his first answer is and then we'll I'll come just back. Just lean to on him a little bit. And just uh, we, we need it back. Just that, come on. That's right. Over. Didn't you read the fine print? There is a fine print saying that if Eric wants it back, he gets it back at no, uh, uh, no, no questions asked. Oh, we send the Liverpool Scousers in. You know, that's that's, that's how it goes. That's right. Uh, we got a couple other people over in the chat as well, too. We've got uh, Marcel Blade. Uh, good evening from Holland. Uh, let me see here. Uh, we all Johnny Lee fans from Steve Stolacci, for sure. Uh, let me see. Steve's here. cool, man. Yeah, he did, a, he did a, the Christmas uh, taping the other night, didn't he, uh, the show? Looks really good. Steve's, yeah. Steve's band, sorry, I know you're in the chat, but I know Steve's band with, with his wife, you know, that... They really need to be like really picked up and recognised for what they do because that they're, they're so talented and Jess on her own is is like ridiculously talented. She plays all these instruments, sings, and you know Steve's a phenomenal guitar player. And I think he underrates himself a lot of the time as well. You know, he, he kind of plays himself down, but that guy can play, man. You know, what I mean, he, he, I'm not a country player, and caps off to anybody that can play country and he plays it very very well he's a phenomenal dude Steve great musician you know what you know what's so cool about those guys is uh you know so many bands these days they, they seek out label representation and they want labels to give them a handout and they've done so much on their own as a complete independent they've toured, toured the, the entire world several times yep. all on their own funded on their own um and they would be a smart uh, catch for any of the you know the country or any of the labels for that matter because number one they've built the audience they're doing TV shows on their own um, everything that they're exactly. doing I mean it's a hello can you, I mean there's record sales out there there's all this kind of stuff why would a label not want to pick that up but you know knock knock your socks off because they're doing they're doing good on their own once the label picks them up be careful what you wish for sometimes. You know, now yeah. the, the revenue's yeah, not so. there. And with Steve recently starting his YouTube channel as well. You I know. know. And he, he's starting to build up his numbers. And, and it's looking good for him, man. You know, and I, I think people should definitely, you know, ignore my channel and go and subscribe <laughs> to Steve's channel because that's the guy that needs needs the push. You know what I mean? Um, it, yeah, go go and subscribe to Steve's channel because yeah. he's, he's awesome. You know, we, put we, a link in the chat and go to Steve's for sure, Steve's yeah, you can, you can click on his name and go right over there for sure. We we had several talks about YouTube actually at breakfast. I think we had breakfast twice together um, with Jason and Dean and, and everybody over there at uh, IHOP. I mean, I had so much IHOP. If I have it again, I think I'm going to hurl. But it was no, it was nice. Uh, yeah, you never experienced IHOP until over there, did you? First time, I did two two things for the first time in the states last year. That was IHOP. And I rode in an Uber for the first time. Okay. Oh, and in and out burger. So yeah, that yeah. was three things that I did for the first time. I I have to say I have to give props to uh, to IHOP for two things. Number one. Hang out with Jason and Steve and all those kind of things. That's awesome. And we did have some great talks about YouTube. I was really happy to see him come home and, and dive back into YouTube head first. Yeah. But then uh, the second night, where uh, second night of YouTube or YouTube of IHOP, uh, Junior and I are hungry. We go across and we sit down, and George Lynch is sitting with us. I'm like, oh, this is this is kind of out of out of body. Yeah, I saw that man. That was crazy. Um, but over back to the um, the chat, Frank was shot. Uh, let me see. Um, scroll down a little further. Uh, Paul Terrio, Johnny was my first Helix friend, and he is a monster player. Yeah, 
yeah, he is. He's really, really good, man. He rips it absolutely. And this, again, with Frank, you know, I've pretty much I owe Frank everything, but we'll we'll get onto that in a minute. Sure, sure. Um, Guitar Hack says uh, hello to anyone I missed. Uh, Nocturnal Butterfly's got our Patreon link. If anyone wants to join that, there's some great packages available. We can get some of my music for free for only like around four bucks. It's not for free, but there's all kinds of other good stuff that comes with that. Um, Charles says, I met Johnny Too Late. Gary Holt is here. Fred Siegel is here. Uh, and he's crying over the 59 Les Paul. Scott Roos, talk about a sunken heart. I agree with you on that one. Um, <laughs> this is good. Steve Serlachi says, okay, signing off after that Les Paul story. Johnny, I didn't like you before, but now I don't like you even more. <laughs> That's great. Love he that. owns Neil Sean's Les Paul. What's Steve that? Has got Neil's, Neil, Steve Stellati owns Neil Sean's Les Paul. No. He does. Wow. Yeah, get him to tell you that story. Okay. i got to get him back on the show again soon, too. We've had him before, but it's probably due soon, so we can tell us that story on the air. Uh, let me see here. Gussie Wells is here as well, too. Very, very cool. Uh, Brett Shaver, uh, I'm with you. Long hair now, almost no hair, and I scrolled too fast and I lost it. Uh, so we're going to come back to that. Let me see. Actually, I don't want to miss anybody. Let's try to get that. Next thing we're going to dive into in a second is um, we're going to talk a little bit about a preset that you've written for us today. And you can kind of tell us a little bit what it, what it, how you know what it contains and that kind of stuff. Uh, yeah. We'll be back in just for a second. I just want to – okay, Brett Shaver, uh, the good old days. And I'm, re- I'm reliving my, my long hair days, so I'm growing that uh, back. Uh, Steve Strelacci says, love the shirt, Eric. Thank you. Very, uh, I very much appreciate it. Available in the Broadstash Boutique, broadstash.com. A little plug for the merchandise. It helps the show stay alive. Kai Downs has traded a Blackstar HT60 for an Alto 212 to pair with Helix. My traditional dad rock father almost disowned me when he found out. Yeah, I, th- I think I saw some of those conversations, I think it was with Kai, where, you know, the dad's like, you know, it's a sacrilege. You can't you can't do that, right? And yeah. then you, I, you wait and see. I bet you the day's going to come where dad's probably going to be playing a whole digital setup, too. Uh, Brian Cote is here, another great, uh, a great friend, a great YouTuber. He's got some more music coming out this week. Uh, let me see here. I'll just see if I can leave off the possibly there. Guitar lover is here. Hi everyone. Lars guitar is here. Got a great, uh, great house today. This is great. All right. So I'm going to leave off here. Uh, Kai Downs got another comment. We'll come back to that. So let's talk about the preset that you, uh, developed for us here and, uh, what it contains and nocturnal butterfly will post a link here in a little bit where people can download that. Yeah. The, the, the preset is probably not something that you would think that I would do. Um, but I had a, a preset previously on Custom Tone called Frampton, which was using the mutant filter for that talk box thing mm-hmm. uh, that Peter Frampton uh, uses live. Um, but I was doing some lessons with the student where he was kind of getting into the funk playing a little bit, but needed to get a couple of different versions within his Helix. Um, so basically, it's just it's a mutant filter which goes into a valve driver which then goes into the US Deluxe Norm, and then there's a, a reverb, uh, there's a delay, a reverb, and a compressor that just sits at the end. Um, I found that when I've kind of looked at the patch, if you put the compressor towards the beginning, it gets a little bit kind of washy and too quiet. Jason Sedites will probably be able to solve that. Right. Uh, so I've put it at the end just to kind of keep everything, you know, where, where it should be in, in a live situation because I had to go and visit the guy with his band and, and make sure that it all sat how he wanted it. So it's just a really weird uh, vocal sounding patch. Uh, real good for rhythm parts when you haven't got the valve driver switched on. And when the valve driver is on, them single note wow wow wows that we're kind of looking for without the wah pedal 
really cuts through and, and it, it's a cool, fun patch to kind of play with. But I, I like it when people download stuff off custom tone that I've done and then they alter little things that suits them for their tonality. Exactly. Uh, that, that's, a, that's a good thing. And again, it's a great community that we've got that people will download your stuff. They'll upload it to a Helix page and they'll just go, this patch is amazing and I've altered this and I've altered that and it sounds perfect for me. Sheldon Fisher did it the other day mm, as well. He, I saw he that. He downloaded one of my lead patches and that guy can rip so hard on a guitar. And I was kind of like, oh, it's cool that he's downloaded it. I'm kind of honored that he's, he's he's using it live now. So that that's cool. But yeah, the funk patch, it's all about the mutant filter. I don't know if you can see it, but on the uh, stomp. Okay. That's kind of how it looks. Yep, we can get a little bit of it. Yep. So yeah. It's, it's looking good. I've done it for HX Stomp and for the Helix as well. So if you run in either one of them units, you'll be able to get it for both. That's why I've always said, too. I mean, obviously, uh, I mean, you make good presets. Jason makes incredible presets. There's so many people making these great presets. I've shared a few to Custom Tone. There'll be more coming as well, too. But there's no preset out there that's bad. And and I think here, here's where I think you'll say you may agree with me. Now, there might be some kind of like you might kind of go, ooh, you know, because you don't know if they've been uh, they modeled them using, you know, laptop speakers or earbuds, yeah. or, you know, $500 studio headphones, you never know, or monitors, whatever. But the what the takeaway from what I'm trying to say is there might be a cool way to run a delay that you've never thought about doing before. And like, whoa, yeah, yeah. out of 12 blocks, here's one thing I'm going to copy and I'm going to use this. I've learned that a million times is, is yeah. just something like that. Let's talk delays for a second. I'm, I come from the school where I cannot run a delay uh, to a front of an amplifier. I've always liked my delays and reverbs through the loop of a traditional amplifier and we're starting to develop some older Van Halen presets uh, that I'm, I'm really trying to hone down. You know, Eddie Van Halen didn't have loops back. No one had the loops back in the day. And, you know, he's slamming like a tape echo or an echoplex or, you know, if, you know any of that kind of stuff to the front of a Marshall Plexi. Yeah, and, yeah. And a delay is so pronounced, overpronounced when it goes to the front. Um, what are your thoughts on that when it comes to Helix? Do you like to experiment both ways? Are you a loop guy after the amplifier? Or maybe you can share some tips on delays. Yeah, for me, I'm, I'm a loop guy all the way. Uh, I never, ever did anything... Well, I briefly tried it um, because for me, I get uh, obsessed with different types of guitar players all the time. Mm -hmm. And then the first thing I'll do is I'll go out and buy their signature guitar yep. and think, okay, so this is the first step. Uh, I did it with Joe Satriani and Andy Timmons was using the front of a clean amp uh, and just, just going straight to the front. And all of his delays did that. But I, just, I didn't like it. it. It just, for me, it didn't suit how I wanted it to sound. And I probably could have dived in a little bit deeper, but I'm a simple meat and potatoes kind of guy. I like to just get it, get in, get it done, get it sounding right and move on. Um, but my favorite delay now is I, I love the dual delays and I love the ping pong. Yes. And I'm, I am 99% all the time running in stereo, even live. Uh, I run a Laney PA that I've got and that's my backline now I just run the, the PA as far as as wide as I can get it tilt it in slightly and you just get that whooshy whooshy sound of the delays on stage and it's completely perfect and the, I think there's a bit of a hang up with live players now that say well you can't really run stereo live because you know people aren't getting the benefit if people aren't getting the benefit that's down to your sound guy it's not down to what you're feeding them, you know, you can, of course you can run stereo. Yeah. 
there are some clubs. It's, it's 2019. I, you know what I mean? It's that's right. Of course, you can run Serie. I know there's still some old clubs out there. You know, we've all played them in the day, and uh, they got. I mean, like a horrible PA system. So there's a, probably a few out there where you're lucky to get a mono feed and a wedge up front to hear yourself. You know. Uh, yeah. But there's yeah. but stereo for sure, and I've been doing that as well too. There's two things I like about doing stereo. Uh, one, I'm either running um, to the power cabs behind me. You can probably see one or two of them back there. So I yeah, yeah, run yeah. that. So if, if, I'm, if I'm playing that way, and they're spread out quite far, so I can really appreciate that stereo spectrum. Or I'm running my uh, reference monitors in front of me. But even when you take a preset that you've developed and uh, you've created for yourself that is a stereo-rich environment, you put that down to a mono mix or just a, if you got one cab on whatever, uh, sure, you're missing that experience, that, that width, but it still sounds good. I, I, that's yeah. what I like about it. But weirdly, I, this was something that I'd seen in the in the 80s. I'd seen I went to see a band. Uh, he was actually my guitar teacher. Uh, he was called William Bradshaw, but his his real name was Brad Williams. He was he was one of these kind of proper 80s. You were in awe of that guitar player, you know, when you watch him. And he played Kramers and he had Marshall stacks, but he would split his stack. He wouldn't have the stack on top of each other. He'd have one 4x12 in one corner of the stage and another in the other corner of the stage, and he would tilt them in. Nice. So you would get this massive, massive guitar sound. And he was the only guitar player in the band, but when he set his gear up, it just sounded like there was you know, two or three of them, and it was the, it was the most glorious thing I'd ever heard in my life. And still to this day, if I've got the room to do that, I will spread the cabs or spread the speakers on either side of the stage, run stereo delay, you know, it kind of it annoys the bass player. Yeah. Meh. That's just the bass player. That's just the bass player. <laughs> sorry, bass, bass players. I, sorry, bass player. I do play bass as well. I, you know, I, I that that is my other job, but I try not to do it because it makes me feel dirty. Yeah. I, I know what years ago when I used to play in a Van Halen tribute band, I wasn't running stereo and man, oh man, do I wish Line 6 existed, you know, at least the, the technology oh. of today back then. But there was a guitar player that played in the band after me. Actually, he played in before me and then he came back after me and he was a Mesa Boogie guy and he was doing like the typical Eddie thing where, you know, run out to a uh, load box into some, uh, you know, power amps and effects. And then he, he would do the same thing, cabinets on either side of the stage. And, uh, you know, the, like, I'm not, I don't play Mesa Boogies and never have. I, I think they're good. They're great. But um, just the rich, like the distortion, it was just so amazing. And, was, and they covered a lot of the Sammy Hagar era, um, yeah, yeah. balanced, you know, and that kind of stuff. So when Eddie was really yes. getting into that wet, dry, wet kind of sound, it was you just being there. If you happen to be near the front row uh, at dead center, if you could happen to get that sweet spot, you, you're just in guitar heaven. Yeah, yeah. That, I mean, that that's just a beautiful thing to hear, isn't it? You know what I mean? When you when you get that like right in your face and just like, oh my God. I know. But again, you know, going back to the digital side of things, I've said this countless times before, if Helix was around when, say somebody like Pink Floyd was interested in new gear, I would bet my life on it that Pink Floyd would be using something like Helix. Yeah. Because of the ability with snapshots and, and the routing and the way that you can set things up, you know, I, I, even people like Hendrix. If I think if you walked up to Hendrix and went, "Look, yeah, listen to this. This is going to sound huge, and it's got all these effects on it, and this, that, and the other," he'd definitely be using it. Definitely, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, I agree. If for, we the, do- for the die-hard tube guys that just go, "No, no, no," you've got to have tubes and you've got to feel the air moving behind you. Those days, they're dying now, man. They are definitely dying. 
I agree. I think we'll find out if there ever is such thing as time travel. If all of a sudden we see some old VHS tapes, you know, 1978, Pink Floyd, and there's a LT on the front of the stage or <laughs> something of that nature. Rick and Morty time travel, or actually they don't time travel, but they got these portals, right? So jumping through time, that that's awesome. But yeah, I, I agree if they had the technology that we have today. We're, it's a good time to be a guitar player. Uh, a musician. A music- I shouldn't say guitar player because look how many people are using Helix outside of the norm. I'm really looking forward to it. And this is uh, something maybe you guys and girls that are watching, if you come across some of this stuff, and I haven't seen it much in the Helix communities, you know, we've, we've featured some people here on the show that play everything from bass, uh, guitar, uh, cello, violin, things like that. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I'm curious to see someone do, using it for vocals and things like that as well, too. Do you know anybody that's really using it for vocals overall offhand? I have, I have got probably three or four uh videos on my youtube channel where i am running uh vocals on the helix with guitar uh and backing track um so yeah if if you go to my channel they're there i basically just run an amp uh, run a mic into the the helix i have a top line which is just a a studio compressor uh, an eq and a big reverb and then the bottom line is set for variax so i'm using acoustic guitar settings on that um and yeah, it's they're they're all there. I, I tend to use it quite a lot for vocal stuff. That's fantastic. Well, it's good to know. And I want to I want to try to experiment with that a little bit too, and get some people on here uh, sharing their thoughts. I just got to interrupt for a very quick second. This was something very very kind. Paul Terrio, who we were just talking about, Master Shredder himself, just did a fifty dollars super chat. Thank you uh, from the bottom of my heart. That is uh, so very much appreciated. I uh, can't thank you enough. That's a cool, dude. He does this, and 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 I I'm just honored. It's it's so nice. Thank you, Paul. You're you're a gentleman for sure, and man, I could great have player as well. Paul. He sure great is. Player. Well, I saw him jump onto the show. He came in through the Line Six community. He's been watching quite a few shows um, for the, since he found the channel, and so of course I try to stay connected to everybody as, as much as possible. I want to check out his stuff, and I'm like, holy cow! Actually, you know what it was was Sandra Lee here, uh, Nocturnal Butterfly. I gotta I gotta give hats off to her because. You know what it's like as as the channels grow on YouTube and things like that, and you're in all these communities and stuff. It it is hard to keep up with everybody, and yeah, yeah. so she she pretty much manages everything I do is time wise. Like she's my time management person. She'll say, "Eric, guitar hacks live. Eric, um, you know, so and so's live, and and so get on it. Brian's live, and even though I'm subscribed to them, a lot of times I don't have YouTube open, so I don't get those notifications. So and she's like, uh, Paul just uploaded the video. I go check him out. I'm like, oh my god. You know, so yeah. so I'm, I'm blessed to have her connecting me to all these people as well too, because there's a lot of great talent that I would miss. So there's uh, some phenomenal talent in that in that Helix group as well. You know, I know. Some, some really really outstanding players, which is good because it kind of makes you go, okay, so maybe I should go and practice yep. a little bit more. You know, um, like I, we mentioned briefly about the the Rev Stars, mm-hmm. um, where we got I got asked by Andrew Bonnaker from Line 6 and, and Variax to go and go in this quiet little room where nobody was allowed to go and uh, try out a couple of these rev stars that they were trialing that they were going to be doing stuff with. That's all I can say about that. And I, I walked in and there was me, Jason Sedite, uh, and Chad Husky was there, uh, Larry Mitchell, uh, Robbie Calvo. Robbie Calvo's a great player. Um, and Jeff from the Smashing Pumpkins, you know, and I was like, "Is this actually happening?" Jeff Schroeder, that's right. In a in a room with the guy from Smashing Pumpkins testing guitars for for Yamaha. Is this is this my life? Is this what's going on? But when you watch these guys play, oh, Paul Highmarsh was there as well. When you watch them play, you go, "Oh my god, I really need to just 
practice and improve. And I think that's a great thing that you're surrounded by these talented players that will push and push and push. And, you know, I'm locked in this room all the time just practicing now. <laughs> oh, I know what you mean, though. And I've always said this. If there's one piece of advice I'll give to kids, and when I say kids, you know, the younger generation, I could be a 25-year-old to me. It's considered a kid these days. But the younger generation, I'm like, surround yourself with greatness because it will yeah. make you better. And that's, that doesn't apply just to guitar. It applies to life. You know, maybe someone who's good at you know, public speaking or maybe just a positive role model. Surround yourself with that. But And I, I know what you mean, too, because when Jason and I did a video together, our first video we did as a collab, we did the Power Cab video. And so I'm, I'm, uh, I'm hooking up the cameras and I'm hooking up the Power Cab. I had the one at the time. And I said, Jason, you plug in while I'm dialing everything up, setting everything up. And he's playing. I'm like, oh, my God, Mike, do I want to take my guitars out of the guitar case now? Because I was very, yeah. very intimidated, <laughs> right? But I think at the same time, the the Jasons, the Paul Heinmarshes, the Jeff Schroeders of the world, the Larry Mitchells, you know, when they when they'd see the, each of us playing too, they probably would say, "Oh, that's cool. I like what you're doing there." You know, they might not. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows what they'd say? But it's it's we have to accept it that they have a certain thing that they do better than us. But you got to be, you got to take some pride in what you do. And I'm saying that not just to you, I'm saying it to everybody. You have Definitely, to, because yeah. I forget sometimes when I'm, now that I'm doing these shows all the time, I forget that I play guitar. I have to, if I don't look back to see that there's guitars in the rack, I don't even think I'm a guitar yeah. player. So you take that time and you go play and you have some fun. I put up a video last night, it was just a little thing I was working on and I had fun with it. So d always be creating, whether it's a song, right. patches, presets, all that kind of stuff. And uh, yeah. don't don't give up your day job because, uh, you know, in your, if your day job is guitar, don't give it yeah. up because someone's better than you. I say the same thing to guitar students all the time. And nine times out of ten, yes, they are usually the younger generation. Yeah. And I have the same speech that, that says the same thing. You know, it, you should never listen to people who are going to kind of rag on your playing you should be doing more of this or you should be doing more of that or I don't like the sound of your delay or I don't like the way you sweep or you need to do more legato or you need to do less picking on this or, you know, the only thing that's going to do then is turn you into trying to be like them. Exactly. And you need to stay stay on your own path, do your own thing, you know, because no one was ever going to say to Jimi Hendrix, well, I don't really like, the, or they probably did. I don't like the way that you're doing that and why are you playing like that, Star Spangled Banner, it's atrocious. No, just stay in your lane and you will get to where you want to go. Same when you start a YouTube channel, you know, stick within the rules, do it properly, stay in your lane and the people will come. That's right. You know, just be just be truthful, Be you know, don't hound people, don't beg, 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 just put out good content, be creative, Treat it like a job, turn up every day and offer something. You know, I, I had a kid the other week that was, was chatting about YouTube and I said, yeah, but if you're just going to sit in a room and just play guitar, you're not realistically offering anything right. except the thing of, look look what I can do. Right. So do tips, do something, offer something, because that's what people want from YouTube. They want to feel that you've given them something. That's right. So just stay in your lane. That's, that's a, it. That, that, that's a good way to say it. No, I like that. That's a very good way to say it. We all have our ways of analyzing it, and I think that is the best way, is stay in your lane. Um, you know, where some people, some people go wrong, it, it, like there's no one knows when they get into YouTube, like what, what should we do? What, how should I do this? There's no real rules written out there as far as your path. And just a couple other things I would suggest too, like 
you know, the sub for sub thing. I know when we get some people on our chats here, like, his, you know, we mentioned Guitar Hack, go subscribe to if I, if I recommend it or something like that, that's cool because I'm, I have a testimony about him. You know, I, I recommend his channel and other people, I do that too. But don't yeah. just go in these little, these group things where it's like a sub for sub because that's the worst thing you can do. Your numbers are going to climb and and you're not going to get people watching your your content. You want people watching, no. at least I think you want people watching your content. I know yeah. I want people watching, right? Exactly, yeah. I mean, my, my YouTube channel... My numbers probably sit at about 9.25, and I'm happy with that because the people that are at my channel are there for the right reason. And if they unsubscribe and they leave, that's okay because that means that they've unsubscribed for the right reason. Right. Because I'm not I'm not giving them something that they want, and that's, that's good. I think these days there seems to be more of an obsession with numbers. Well, if I get thousands and thousands, I'm going to be a YouTube star. Yeah you're not really That's because right. nobody really makes a job anymore at YouTube. It's very, very difficult. So I try and be consistent in what I do and I try and stay in my lane and I don't beg for subs. I don't get people to shout out for me. I just do what I do and just trot along and I'm happy with that. You know, and it's that's the best way to do it is to be true to the cause. I agree. I, and like I told you off the air too, there's days, believe it or not, uh, you know, uh, there's, I could go three or four days sometimes without a subscriber. I, I might have a day where I could lose a couple subscribers. You know, that's, that's a sad day, but it, yes. it, is, it is what it is. They've left for a reason. Um, and then I get days where you might have a weird thing where you get so many subscribers in a day where you, you almost question YouTube. Is there a glitch? You know, but it is one of those things. But just keep yeah. doing what you're doing. And another tip I'll share to people as well, too, is don't go do something that you think others are going to like. If I do this, because do what you like. And, you know, exactly, like yeah. if I did reviews on a Black and, De Black and Decker blender, I know nothing about it or a mixer for the kitchen or something, you know, like, what do I know about that? It, people are going to see right through me uh, or like, yeah. maybe I should do a show on cooking. I can't cook and I burn the house down when I do. So maybe I shouldn't <laughs> do that. Right. So yeah, I agree, man. That's why I think a lot of us, you know, and, and the circle here. Um, and I, when I say the circle, it's a lot bigger than a little circle. It's the community, but I like to say a little yeah. circle because it feels small. It feels like home and a real small uh, collection of people. You know, we we stick to our things. Like Jason is, he, he's got the dialing in thing down to. Uh, I mean, that's kind of his term. He nails that yeah. thing, and there's respect. You know, there's a lot of respect in the community. That I, even though someone else could do something like that, maybe you know, maybe not as good as what Jason does, they don't. And 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 there's a cool factor too. This is really really cool. I gotta say, I, I'm putting feathers and caps with Jason here, but I know you'll appreciate it, and so will he. No, I love that. Love that guy. Me and him are real good friends. Now, Me you know too. I mean? so I, he's yeah, he's awesome. one of the rare ones that you know over the years that I've met that you know, and my circle of trust is a circle that's smaller than a coaster. So um, yeah. a lot of you guys are in that little tiny tiny circle. Jason's right in there as well too. But even one time he was gonna do his first stream which was a great stream his very first stream he did and i was so proud of him um he's like eric you don't go live in this night do you like i know you do different shows you don't go live he actually had the courtesy not that it mattered one bit you know if i'm live it's not gonna take any away from yeah. him but he's like he was almost getting my blessing that he could go live that night i'm like dude i'm there with like bells on man yeah exactly yeah. I, every i think you have to recognize you know i'll probably sidetrack a little bit but Jason does the dialing in. I'm not going to do that. Steve Stilatti does two-minute tips. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to do that. Uh, Chad Husky, and these are all Variax. people that are in, you know, again, in my clique. Chad Husky does stuff with Variax. Well, I'm, I'm not going to do that, you know. I just, I do what I do with HX Stomp and what I do with with Helix. I'm active in Chad Boston's community. It's mm -hmm. a great place to be. Uh, I've got a lot of time for, you know, people like Chris Saraga. He's, 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 a, he's a great guy. I love him. He's hilarious. Um, 
Chris Suraga is is awesome. He's a real like funny, funny goofball. Uh, he's just a, he's a nice guy to be around. So uh, there's no point in copying these people. Exactly. Just stay in your lane. That's right. Stay in your lane. And, and where my lane tends to fit, I've got a couple things that I do. Um, a lot of people know me from the previous communities. Long before I started doing Helix Hour, I was kind of like the guy that was you know obsessed with Van Halen. I know there's a million of us out there. Um, you know, uh, but we talk about Van Halen a lot. So I brought Van Halen over to Helix, and it's nice now because I can tie the fanship there so people know that I do the Van Halen thing, and there's others as well, but it's kind of my favorite thing to do. And then I talk. That's what we talk about, yeah. whatever. Sometimes yeah. they say too much, as Jason will tell you. Like, would you guys just shut up and show products? You know, but it is it is <laughs> well, what it is. Wait, sorry to interrupt, but quickly on the Variax thing, which is, again, I haven't done a video on this, and I won't because I know Chad Husky will do it. Uh, there was a company that me and Steve got into. Uh, we got introduced to them by Steve called Clots. Oh, he told me about that company. Let me show you what they do. Uh, they do these leads uh, for Variax. Let me just see if I can get this guitar off the rack. Yeah, I remember him saying that name. I'm glad you suggested it. So this is the the, the Variax lead that they have. Over you can still see it on the the camera, and it's basically that end. Yep. Like a microphone lead that, that clips in to the Variax. And I, I've been running this this lead into the standard and the Shuriken. I've lent the Shuriken out to somebody. I'm not giving it away. Um, and it's a phenomenal thing because I, I do stand on leads all the time because mm -hmm. I'm quite mobile when I'm, when I'm playing. Uh, and this thing really, really locks in there. So I would encourage people to kind of go and find these guys. I think Jason is probably going to do something. I don't know. Chad will definitely do something regarding that lead in a video pretty soon. I, I wish I knew the answer to this, and I forget. Now, Steve told me the answer to this. I asked him. Uh, he was telling us at, uh, at the breakfast there. Um, I forget how long they come in because I'd like to get a real long one as well, too. And it's really funny. People might say, well, Eric, why would you want a long one? You're not on stage. Um, I'm just here in, in the, the little talk show studio, but I like to run my Variax cable around like the perimeter of uh, the floor yeah. and no, I'm not tripping out at my feet and things like that. So uh, yeah. and he told me, and I forget if he said it only comes in 25 feet. How long is yours? This one is quite short. This one, it's not, uh, I think it might be maybe six six or eight feet okay so it's a short one do you know the yeah, do you short. know the answer to this I, I frank might know or might have to ask eric klein or somebody what is because it's like a um what a cat five cable whatever um, like a network cable is there a certain limit that you can run like if you had a 75 foot not that you'd use it but can you run that long before you lose data transmission or that's going to be something for the geeks to answer yeah that, I'm curious. Know, that's probably out of my remit that that's not yeah. So that I'm a, you know, it's just it's just a signal, isn't it? So I would think that it would operate the same. Yeah. Uh, it might even be a more intense signal than a, a, a standard cable. So who knows? That's Maybe right. Maybe someone in the chat will be able to answer that one. I like how you mentioned Variax too, because I might not have actually thought about it for much. So we kind of killed two birds with one stone here. One, we get to find out about Clot's cables again, which is awesome. And I'm looking forward to. Um, I guess this is kind of very two things with the new firmware coming out in the spring 2.8, yeah. you know, individual string control and volume for, for very But another thing too, being that we talked about stereo earlier, uh, being that I run two uh, power cap pluses behind me, there's going to be some bonuses that way with the remotes yeah. and things like that. I cannot wait to get into that and, and find out what that entails. Yeah. I think the the way that the, they do updates, which again is a, another big, you know, round of applause to the, the guys at line six is, 
you don't get that from other products. You don't get that many updates mm -hmm. all the time. But you, when you go to the when you go to Nam and you go to the the Line Six event that they do for you know the customer appreciation night, you see how intensely passionate these people are about what they do. And you know you had Igor on last week, and you look at Ben Adrian and Eric when they're in that room. These guys are like neck deep submerged in that world, and that shows when they do these these updates because. You know, the the derailed Ingrid, that train wreck amp, mm -hmm. is a phenomenal amp. And in the real world, I, I heard a stupid figure about how much it's worth. I, I think Frank will probably have the actual number, but I, I heard something daft like a hundred grand. Ouch. For, which was like, what? But it's free. <laughs> it's free. I know. In, in Helix. I mean, that just, you're not getting that anywhere else. And you're definitely not getting the customer support anywhere else definitely not it's like it's like christmas morning again every morning we know what the updates are coming and it's it's so funny you almost have to be that guy to like okay I, the update's out i'm gonna wait two hours or four hours because you try to jump in there and it's almost like it's like people trying to rush in the door for general admission for a van halen concert yeah. you know it's like boom and they're gonna crash the gates but it's uh that's a good thing when it sometimes it can crash the website you know they're doing really really well yeah, well, do you know my my Helix is actually still on an older firmware. Is it? I think it, yeah, it's on a, it's an, on an older one. Uh, I didn't do the last update. They had the tuner update because I've never been obsessed with the tuner like a lot of people can be. Mm -hmm. um, and I've said before, Eddie Van Halen was never in tune properly anyway. So you know, but since getting Stomp from Line Six, I've I've been obsessed with this pedal, man. You know the the Stomp. If you can get a stomp and you can't afford a helix, you know, exactly. These things are just killer. Absolutely they killer. They certainly I are. love that thing, man. It's just, my, I think I, I briefly said it last week. I, it's possible that my helix is retired. I know. That's what I was going to ask you next. So you're, you're kind of making a bit of a move over. Um, I want to ask you why. Is it, is it a smaller form factor? Is it you really don't need all the blocks, what helix allows? What's your, what's your logic there? Yeah, I think what I, I, I've mentioned before is that I, I like to keep all my patches relatively simple. Right. Um, so I, I like an amp that can give me all the game without the pedals. I like a dual delay. I like a big reverb. I like simple snapshots. So all my snapshots live will be uh, semi-clean, a crunch, and a screaming lead. Uh, and I do a lot of uh, volume control on the guitar regardless of what i'm doing kind of old school way of doing things um and yeah that i think that's pretty much what it is for me i think as it stands now the helix is probably overkill for what i need right now right uh, but it could just be new toy syndrome man you know it's the fact that i've got this phenomenal product um in such a small factor and i can take two guitars in one bag the hx stomp turn up and i'm done you know and it's it's simple as that i can load in set up and be done and ready to go in like 10 minutes it is a blessing i believe it or not it sounds kind of funny i i wanted stomp too for a smaller form factor and i've got um helix rack which you can see above my head and that right yes. now is is kind of uh 99 99.9 percent .9 of the time that's my main system because my relay wireless is plugged into that i like to come in here i hit a power bar it turns on the Helix Bacter, turns on some background lights, you know, just so I can see if I don't want to have all the lights on in here. And I've got the Helix Control on the Mission Engineering Expression pedal under my desk. So 
I started off with Helix uh, Floor under here, and it might sound silly that I want to get smaller, but it, uh, Helix Control and the Mission Engineering pedal is still a slightly smaller, maybe only a couple inches, a smaller footprint than um, than the, the the floor, right? So now yeah. I wanted to even sometimes have something smaller. So Stomp, which I have behind me right now just for show today, I have it over on my left, plugged into my mixer, right ready to go. I have a very small guitar cable, like about a six foot at most. George L's, nice small cable I plug into my guitar into Stomp. And I've got, I mean, I've got uh, channel strips written already for, for, I've got Stomp, Rack, all that kind of stuff. And I love it. The convenience factor is there. And I don't, if I close my ears, there's no difference. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Close my it's eyes, just- I should say. Yeah, that it's you know it. The thing with the way that they're developing these products and the way that they're updating them, you know, it they've they've got it nailed on, man. It's absolutely nailed on. You, you're not going to get it from another unit. It's not going to happen. Uh, and all of the doubters now, I think, because of that brief moment of Line Six Spider Amps, mm-hmm. uh, that's gone. I think that's been put to bed now, and people are really, really paying attention to line six and how they do things and again going back on the community and the way that people like frank and joe treat people is amazing you know frank i owe that guy and andrew bonica i owe them them everything you know that they've done so many cool things for me over the past three years uh and i know it just sounds like i'm blowing smoke up no i know what you're saying you know, Frank and Andrew Bonnegat, those guys pretty much, you know, changed everything for me for kind of putting me on the map within a circle of players and, and hooking me up with this, that and the other and getting me involved in beta testing for certain products as well, which, you know, again, you, I would never thought that that would ever happen. Um, just being a, a little guitar player in, in little old England, you know. I, so, I hear uh, you on that 100%. Forever in their debt for that. Forever in their debt. And I love those guys to death. You know, Frank and Andrew Bonica, pair of legends. I agree. I, I myself, this is an honest testimony as well, too. I probably, honestly, would not be playing guitar either as much as I am right now or even possibly at all because I retired from the live scene in 2012 and I would noodle here and there and I would do some YouTube things here and there and not, not to the extent that I am today. And I didn't yeah. even know about this Helix product until um, I had um, the Canadian uh, metal band uh, and a friend of mine now, Jeff Waters from Annihilator. He's now moved over to England, actually, over your way. Uh, he's bought a home over there. Uh, and they're really popular overseas, more so than North America, like some bands can happen to do, right? Yeah. But um, he came on, and he was saying how we recorded this whole uh, last couple albums with Helix. And just like uh, uh, Chris from, from Blackstone Cherry, same thing, last couple yeah. albums, all Helix. And so we were 99.9 talking about Van Halen on that show. He was uh, he's a Gibson artist and he's a uh, he was an EVH gear artist. So that was our focus of discussion. Then this Helix thing comes up, and then you know so it was pretty cool. And then you know the marketing team had said uh, you know can we share this video or whatever and like please go ahead blah blah blah. And um, and then we start trying some products you know and then I was like what what is this Helix thing? And I'd already had a bit of uh, my. Feet, you know, I went into the shallow end with a life jacket on with positive grid stuff, and I love it today. Still, uh, I can't say anything bad about the product. They were the ones who broke the ice or you know warmed up the waters for, for digital for me. When I tried Helix for the first time, I'm like, okay, this is pretty cool. Then I got a little scared for a moment, and I went back to my amps. And I thought, well, why yep. did I give up so quick? I went right back over to it, and I said, no, uh, screw this. I'm not going to let anything intimidate me. Nothing in- intimidates me. I dove in. I was like, oh my God, now I found my comfortable place. And I started going from using wet, dry, wet with tube amps and using the digital for the wet side of it to now, you know, what you see back there is uh, decoration. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah. it's decoration. 
I'm exactly the same. It was it was Soldano and it was a JCM 800 for me, you know. And they've uh, they've gone now. They're out to pasture somewhere. Some somebody else is is using them to death, you know. And again, the other side of of the whole Helix, you know, Line Six family, it does put you in touch with these people on a slightly higher level because. I had conversations with with Chris from Blackstone Cherry regarding IRs mm-hmm. when when he first got his his first Helix, and I had no idea who I was talking to. But I'd actually seen Blackstone Cherry live three times with my son, and it was only when I clicked on his profile after I was talking to him about IRs, I was like, "Oh, really? That that's that guy? Yeah. What? Isn't that that's something?" The guy? And then yesterday I was talking to Richie Castellano because Blue Oyster Cult are, are tour in the UK at the minute. And I'd sent him a message and said, listen, man, you know, if you're in the UK and you want to go and see the cavern in Liverpool, I'll swing by and pick you guys up and I'll take you on a little tour. And he was happy, man. He was made up, you know. So hopefully in the next couple of days, you know, we'll, we'll get to do that. And oh, that'd be great. If it wasn't for being on this platform with Line 6 and the Helix, none of this stuff would be happening in, in my life. I know. I know. And it's, it's the same here too, running the show. I'm getting to meet like really get to personal sides of people's stories, you know, like even though I'm meeting you guys in person, but we get to some really cool stories. It's not always about the gear. And I know some people might leave sometimes and they might say, well, I wish we would have talked more about the product, but the product brings us together. And there's, I think, I, I truly feel there's enough product discussion, you know, on the show. But I, I think what people like to see is they like to see the human side of people using the products. At least that's what I feel, and that's what I'm trying to portray. And, and I, I really like it. It's a funny note here, just for a second. I'm, I was laughing when you were talking. I certainly wasn't laughing at you, but I'm getting production notes as we come through. And a lot, of, time, it, a lot of times, um, uh, Nocturnal Butterfly, Sandra Lee here, she's she's texting me a lot of show notes as the show is going on. And it's, it's a blessing, trust me. But sometimes she can't type fast enough, so she'll use voice to text. And uh, Steve Starlacci had said, um, can we extend this to two hours? We need more Johnny, but it had come across as Steve Sterilite. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I've done that a few times too in the car. I'll use uh, you know voice to text through my car stereo or my car, my, on my steering wheel. I push a button and I can text through it, whatever. And what comes out at the other end is sometimes not very pleasant is uh, you know, some of the dialogue that comes out. But we've learned to read between the lines and it's too long to spell check. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I hear you. I hear the whole technology thing again, man. It's awesome. But technology is where we're at today. That's what brought the Helix Hour together, brought us all together with some cool people like yourself. We are literally yep. at the Helix Hour right now, 4 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. And I would love to go uh, 60 to 90 minutes, ball, that kind of thing. But I always want people coming back to uh, watch more. I never want to uh, take advantage of people's time, which was very, very valuable, the, your time included. So thank you from the bottom of my heart for jumping on today and uh, talking some some Helix with us. Thanks for having me, man. It's always uh, it's always a pleasure talking to you, and I, I love the channel. You know that, and I tune in every week. So I look forward to who's on next week. Awesome, looking forward to. Actually, I'll give you a little hint. It's not going to be next week, but I know the Line Six community is going to love this. So one of the blessings of having a couple different formats of shows. Um, you know, I could potentially some artists. I could put them on a Kramer show. I could put them on the Line Six show, or I could put them on an EVH show. It depends. Been working on this one for such a very very long time, and it was going to be an EVH show. Um, but I was going to bring Vernon Reed over to EVH and we're going to talk cause he's a big Eddie Van Halen fan and you know, all that, you know, all that kind of, he's just a guitar fan of anything, but talking to him this morning, it's looking like we're going to bring him over to Helix hour. So 60 minutes with Vernon Reed Ooh. coming up very soon. Uh, Chad Boston. Thank you so very much at 499 super chat. I appreciate that Chad. You guys rock you and Paul today. Thank you so very, very much. But I think, you know, it's going to be one of those shows where instead of 90 minutes, Vernon will come on. It'll be 60 minutes. It's going to be bam, 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 bam. And when we're done, we're going to go like, what just happened? Vernon Reed, right? So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. 
that would be fun. He's awesome. Venom Reed's awesome, man. I look forward to it. He is. Uh, Frank and I took a picture with him at, in the down towards the uh, the Yamaha in Line Six uh, over at the uh, Marriott there, and it's one of those things where you're so proud to have a picture with him. And I looked back and I had the most horrible, horrible hair. It was just like like this. <laughs> So it is what At it least is. You've got hair. Yeah, true. True. I would have rather had your hair that day, though. I'm, I swear to God, you know I what would. I'm saying? At least you've got hair. <laughs> I would have taken yours that day because it would have been better. It is what it is. Listen, I probably didn't get a chance to say hi to everybody in the chat, but um, your your comments and your uh, feedback lives on forever on the chat, so you'll always be seen here. We appreciate every moment of everyone tuning in. You've had some great viewers today, some super chats, which I thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, check, take a look at all of Johnny's links are down in the description down below. There's Instagram, YouTube, uh, Facebook, all that good stuff. And stay tuned to the Facebook page at facebook.com slash the for more guest announcements where we're going. And definitely by hitting that subscribe button and turning on the post notifications, we'll let you know when we do these impromptu live things here and there. You never know. And uh, we'll let everybody go. Have a fantastic evening. Johnny, thank you so much. Don't go away. I'll say goodbye to you off the air. You guys rock. Check out line6.com. Until then, cheers. Hey, EVH Gear TV and Eddie Van Halen fans. If you are like me, you find the time to read books difficult. Why not have it read to you? Grab one of three critically acclaimed Van Halen audiobooks like Van Halen Rising by Greg Renoff, Running with the Devil by Noel Monk, or Everybody Wants Some by Ian Christie, available right now from Audible. Sign up for a free trial with zero obligation to get any one of these three audiobooks today. You can cancel if you wish after your trial membership expires and keep the book. There are many other great titles to choose from as well. Links in the description below, but just remember audibletrial.com slash TV. Click the link below and go grab your first free audiobook. Thank you for listening to this edition of EVH and Gear TV. This episode is being brought to you in part by VanHalenStore.com. Shop VanHalenStore.com for the largest selection of official Van Halen merchandise and memorabilia. Be sure to check out our website at evhgeardiscussion.com for more updates and follow us on social media.